This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Want to give a Taz and Jim kudos to this guy. Viral video. It's from Tampa, Florida. Uh, Security cam footage. Some guy is walking out of a convenience store. This happened on Tuesday. He's got a 12-pack of beer with him. As he comes through the door, he gets hit by a car. What? 21-year-old woman pulling into the parking spot in front of the store accidentally hit the gas instead of the brakes. So she crashes through the front of the store. This guy goes flying like 10 feet through the air. Um, Apparently, his first question to paramedics was, is my beer okay? (laughs) (laughs) Did my beer survive? <laughs> he, he He's okay, too. Okay, yeah, yeah That's yeah. good news. Um, the woman who hit him is facing reckless driving charges, but he's okay. And as far as we know, his beer was okay yeah. as well. His first question, is my beer okay? Second question, is she single? <laughs> <laughs> do, you, uh, do you have any stories? Because this reminds me of the, the lengths guys will go to or girls will go to if they have a beer in their hand and something happens to protect their beer from spilling. Like I have a, a one of the, the most amazing things I've ever seen in my life happened on a limo ride to Toronto. Mm-hmm. I was chaperoning a trip, a radio contest. Guy had won a meet and greet with Ozzy Osbourne. Okay, so picture this guy, huge Ozzy fan. Uh, enjoyed drinking his his Budweisers. Mm-hmm. We're in the back of a limousine, limousine, just me, him, and his buddy. And you know when you, you're heading into Toronto, suddenly you hit some traffic, mm-hmm. and it comes to a standstill. The limo driver didn't see it coming. Slammed the brakes on as this guy had just poured a, a solo cup full of beer. And he flew through the air it was something out of the matrix. He spun through the air in the limousine three times, flew from the back all the way up three to the times. front. Three times. Three times. <laughs> A triple rotation what? through the air, beer in hand. He lands. I was like, oh my God, is everyone okay? And you just see the cup <laughs> shoot up into the air. Yeah, yeah perfectly sp- balanced. He didn't spill a drop. <laughs> It's the most incredible thing I've ever seen in my life. Holy cow. And then he got to meet Ozzy Osbourne later <laughs> that day. <laughs> to lesson learned, if you're on a plane during turbulence or in a limo during traffic, put your seatbelt on if you're boozing. <laughs> We've got Shane on the phone. What's going on, man? I got a quick story for you about spilling drinks. Is it about uh, spilling or about not spilling? It's about not spilling and the heroics that go into that. Okay. Love to hear it. I used to. I used to be a bartender at the Martini Bar, if you remember the Martini Bar upstairs from the mall. In London, Ontario, yeah, yeah. From the main level of the bar down to the hallway where the bathrooms were, there's three steps, right? Yeah. And it's, like, poorly lit, but I can't even count how many times I saw someone miss a step because they couldn't see it, and they got a beer in each hand, and they'll, like, put their face down to sacrifice their body to save their beers. (laughs) I've seen 20 people people fall down those steps, and I've never seen a drop of alcohol still before. I remember how expensive those martinis were, though, so I can can relate. (laughs) It's human instinct. It's human nature. Don't spill the beer. 
Shout out to Crown Royal. Diageo, the company behind Crown Royal Whiskey, has announced that they're going to be building a distillery near Sarnia, Ontario. So they're coming to the Taz and Jim listening area. Uh, Manitoba, currently where they make Crown Royal. Okay. I, I don't know. It doesn't say here if they're shutting things down in Manitoba or they just have an increased demand and they're, they're opening another plant. I wouldn't be surprised if whiskey demand was up over the last few years. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> so their plans are to build a $245 million carbon neutral distillery. Uh, for growth. So, yeah, it's growth. It, I don't think they're shutting things down out in Manitoba, which is good news. They say it's a significant milestone. Carbon neutral distillery, all renewable energy. It's going to produce up to 20 million liters of Crown Royal. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. And they say it'll create dozens of jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, what is been, it, like the Willy Wonka? There's one guy and then seven helpers? I know. We've been to these factories, though. We've been to the distilleries, and we've been to, to the big breweries. Oh, yeah. And it's so true. You don't see a ton of people. Like, on the bottling line, maybe you see the most, but the but process... The warehouses are huge. The process is so automated. Yeah, yeah. warehousing and bottling, you yeah. see more people than you do during the brewing process because they have it so automated that it takes a couple of people to run it. So even a $245 million carbon neutral distillery, you know, you got uh, you got Willy Wonka in charge and a couple <laughs> Oompa Loompas doing his... Doing the Lord's work. <laughs> his work for him. Oh, man. I wonder, like, I would just love to see how many just Crown Royal bags they have kicking around there. That's my favorite part of Crown Royal, the little purple sacks they come in. If they still do, I don't even know. Is that still a thing? I haven't seen them in a while. I think around Christmas time they might release, like, a limited edition yeah. in the purple sack. You've always been a big fan of purple sacks, right? Uh, always. They're always in the back of my mind somewhere. What do kids keep their marbles in nowadays? That's what, that the kids used to even be. have marbles? Jeez. <laughs> How old do I sound? Ah, when I was in the schoolyard, I'd pull up my crown royal sack full of marbles, and boy, <laughs> we'd have a time at recess. <laughs> it's so true, though. Uh, now, probably... now it would pr- be frowned upon, I think, to send your kid to school with a whiskey satchel. Oh, I guarantee kids <laughs> in the 70s were taking their lunch to school in them. <laughs> Uh, let's see what I got today. Oh, peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> oh, wait, now it's illegal to send peanut butter sandwiches to school, too. Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, that's that's exciting. It, it may mean the Foo Fighters will come back to Sarnia. They played Bayfest years ago in Sarnia, Ontario. Mm-hmm. And we know that Dave Grohl and the boys, before they hit the stage... Every time they they do a shot of Crown Royal. Yeah, it's sweet. It's part of the Foo Fighters routine. So if they find out there's a new Crown Royal factory in Sarnia, they could come up and cut the ribbon. Who knows? I think they have to. Red Hot Chili Peppers' Black Summer is the first single from the upcoming album Unlimited Love, which is released on April the 1st, April Fool's Day. And it's no joke. John Frusciante is back with the band. He, he seems to be in and out with the Chili Peppers. <laughs> it's kind of his thing. He, he's left the band uh, two times before, and the last time he left was after the album Stadium Arcadium. They went on tour promoting that in 2009. He, he was out. And the reason 
John left the Chili Peppers last time, we now know, is because he was obsessed with the occult. Really? He got obsessed with the occult, and that's the reason he left the Chili Peppers. I guess it's better than being obsessed with heroin. That's true. That's true, which he's had problems with. Wait, so obsessed with the occult, so like... Witchcraft. Witchcraft. So that's a full-time job? <laughs> you can't do that on a tour bus? John Frusciante told Classic Rock Magazine, quote, I became quite off-balance mentally those last couple years we toured. As the tour went on, I got deep into the occult, which became the way of escaping the mindset of tour life. Hmm. The occult tends to magnify whatever you are and I was in an imbalanced mess. The uh, rest of the band saw what he was going through, and they didn't try to stop him when he said he was going to leave. Anthony Kiedis Because he was creeping everybody out, I bet. <laughs> Drawing pentagrams on the floor of the bus. Because his eye, uh, his pupils disappeared. <laughs> Is it time for practice? <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Kiedis said, we were like, we understand. It's obvious it's not where you want to be. Yeah, this is kind of like how like, Tom DeLonge left Blink-182 to s- study aliens or whatever he did. He Became got obsessed a, with obsessed that, too. Obsessed with UFOs, that's right. And when you've made enough money, your passion be- can become your full-time job, I guess. Your main focus. I could see it happening to you. I could see you leaving the show because you became obsessed with the occult or the UFOs. aliens. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I wish. I wish if I, I had could the do money. it full time. Yeah, I start a reality show on the I don't know OLG network. Uh-huh. Get your <laughs> Go YouTube outside. channel going. Yeah, try to find some aliens. Do your own investigations. <laughs> sure. It'll be amazing. Well, he's he's over it obviously because he's back with the band. It'll be interesting to see why he leaves the Chili Peppers next time. Finding Jesus. Collecting beanie babies? Who knows? It's <laughs> <laughs> anyone's guess. Hey, let us know if you've seen any crazy gas prices out there predicting over $2 a liter in some parts of the Taz and Jim listening area this weekend. Uh, yeah, gas getting pretty expensive if you pay for gas. You can just fill your tank and drive away, right? It's a- <laughs> It's illegal, and police are warning drivers to keep their eyes open and, and to protect themselves against gas thieves because people aren't just filling up at the uh, the gas station and then driving away. But apparently, uh, there's reports of people siphoning gas out of cars now because prices are so high. Mm-hmm. You always see that in the movies. I've never siphoned gas before. Have you, Jim? Oh, yeah, a few times, yeah. But not elite, not to steal gas. Like, just on, like, my house, we would, you know, if you had to cut the lawn, you'd have to take some out of the generator to put in the gas. Like, before, okay. I had a, before I had a driver's license, I would have to find gas somewhere. So my dad taught me how to do it when I was really young. Um, and I've had a few mouthfuls of gas before. <laughs> Explains a lot. (laughs) (laughs) He teach you how to eat paint chips, too. (laughs) Oh, get that cigarette out of your mouth, Jim. Not after siphoning. Gee, you smoke before you siphon the gas. Yeah. Uh, Also, people drilling holes in gas tanks. Like going under cars, drilling a hole in a gas tank, and just, uh, just letting the gas pour out into some other container and taking off. Just disgusting. 
Just absolutely brutal. Because a lot of these gas tanks have locks on them that you have to open from inside the the cab of the car right. or the truck. You yeah, know, I got days. the little thing you got yeah, to pull of to open. So now if they can't get at it, yeah, they just take a drill. And, you know, that I, I couldn't imagine how much that would cost to repair if it's even repairable. Yeah. If you're going to steal my gas, please siphon it, okay? <laughs> like, knock on the door, <laughs> wake me up, I'll unlock the gas tank for you. Big question, is there going to be some relief on gas taxes? Uh, Doug Ford is being pushed to give everyone a bit of a break provincially at the pump. If you look at the taxes currently on one liter of gas, 55 cents out of the price. How did it get this bad? Like, how are we even at this point? I don't know the solution, but that is an absolute joke. That's a lot of tax. It is. So uh, groups are pushing forward to to give us a bit of a break on the... uh, the tax HST currently 13% of the price of the pump 21.27 cents per liter is what we're paying what in HST joke. alone i saw a good uh, a good line somebody posted on social media it said hey Doug Ford just saved me $140 on license plate stickers i could get half a tank of gas for that <laughs> and this headline is uh, it got my attention for sure. A man was arrested for using a seagull as a weapon. Huh. How about that? 29-year-old man in the United Kingdom uh, got in a fight with another guy, and his, his first instinct was to grab a seagull, a live seagull, and throw it at the other guy. <laughs> Oh, does that work? First off, seagulls are hard to catch. When I was a kid, you know, you didn't know any better. You'd try to run at them and grab one. Yeah, at the beach. If yeah. you're at the beach and you go to chase them, they'll, they'll get, take off. Of course. Maybe he had uh, some French fries in the other hand. Because, okay. you know, French fries are seagulls kryptonite. Sure, sure. Drop one of those on the ground. You got 7,000 seagulls surrounding <laughs> you. Yeah, that'd be a good weapon if you covered your enemy in, in chip crumbs. Then they swoop down and like attack. Right. Him. Yeah. Don't throw the seagull. Throw the French fry. Yeah. Because the seagull is just gonna. What's the? It's airborne. It just flies away unless it hits this guy's eyeball or something. I don't know. Could have been a bit of a distraction because this guy threw the seagull, then launched into a full-on assault, kicking and punching the other guy, hmm. and then he took off his belt and beat him with his belt. So I, I would call that mixed martial arts because you're mixing everything. <laughs> Birds. Really? Belts? Belts. High kicks? <laughs> uh, Maybe a couple pocket sand throws? It could be some uh, some mental illness issues here because the victim suffered a broken jaw. Jeez. Didn't know his attacker at all. Oh. It could have been a random seagull attack. Hmm. And now the attacker is facing over a year in prison. Resourceful. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good skill to have when you're in prison. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like, it's like the, you may have to find some new uses for different things. <laughs> you found a new use for a seagull. I've never heard of that one. Yeah, yeah. You might do okay in there, pal. Jussie Smollett. You remember this story? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, he's apparently a pretty good actor, but not good enough. <laughs> he was sentenced to 30 months of felony probation yesterday for lying to police when he faked a hate crime against himself in Chicago. Back in 2019. So probation includes 150 days in county jail. So he's going to be serving some time. He was placed in custody immediately. 
Just before he was sentenced in the courtroom, his 92-year-old grandmother told the court, I ask you, judge, not to send him to prison. If you do, send me along with him, okay? (laughs) Imagine what kind of sitcom that would be. (laughs) Granny and Juicy go to jail. (laughs) (laughs) 92. Imagine the judge. He's like, "Uh, okay. (laughs) You asked for it. Here you go, Granny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he also has to pay $120,106 to the city of Chicago in restitution. So the taxpayers don't have to pay for all that wasted detective work, I guess. Yeah, Yeah, the police were were investigating that one and tons of media attention. I'm sure it cost way more than $120,000. Yeah, Yeah, no doubt. For what they had to deal with there. But uh, yeah, it's a... What a loser. What a dumb plan, you know? So stupid. How do you think you're going to get... It reminds me of like the Nancy Kerrigan... Uh, Tanya Harding thing. Yeah, yeah. Where it's such a dumb plan, you know? And, well, there's, and it's so suspicious. It's all, you know, like, how do you think you're going to get away with it, with a, with a plan that terribly? With other people involved that you don't really know. Yeah. Like the guys he hired to be the attackers. You think if the pressure is applied to two guys that you kind of know that that are that are your trainers and drug dealers that's how he knew them <laughs> they're not gonna flip on you <laughs> if the police start asking questions yeah just stupid well i guess uh i guess jesse smollett's not gonna be returning for the next season of the mighty ducks on disney plus <laughs> Is that what he was on? That's how I know him. He was one of the Mighty Ducks. As a kid or recently? As a kid. Oh, wow. I know he was on the Empire show. But yeah, I never I watched Empire. Long, oh. but, uh, but Mighty Ducks is pretty popular in our house. And oh, dude. Coach Bombay would be so disappointed. <laughs> oh, my God. Emilio is just shaking his head right now. <laughs> I want to see you peacock, cock, You peacock, cock. It's time for sports. Devin Peacock, our sports guy, joins us in Dev. Baseball is back, baby. Baseball is back, and we are getting a full 162-game season, proving you cannot trust the owners because (laughs) they told us multiple times that uh, this deadline was the real deadline, and it ended up not being the case. Yeah, if we don't figure something out today, there's going to be a shortened season. Okay, (laughs) if we don't figure something out by tomorrow, there's going to be a shortened season. Well, two weeks later, there's no shortened season. Yeah, I mean, and now things are going to go really fast because uh, there's a lot of teams that have to sign a lot of players, and uh, spring training like starts immediately. The season will begin on April the seventh, so in less than a month. So things are about to go rapid speed uh, to get that full 162 game season in. Also, I mean, there's been a lot of information that's come down on the deal uh, for the players and and for the owners and everything. One of the, in my opinion underreported stories is the fact we are now going to have a universal dh so pitchers will no longer be hitting in the national league even if even if they want to like shohei otani still will right well that's what's going to make shohei otani 
truly a, a unicorn because he is such a good hitter that the fact he plays uh you know the role of of a pitcher is is great in the future there's not going to be a reason for pitchers to hit so otani could be the last of what has been a dying breed for decades what other concessions were made that we know about in the deal one of the big asks that uh, owners wanted was they wanted to expand uh, the playoff field they wanted a 14 team playoff field they did not get that it's 12 teams that's going to be in the playoffs so the playoffs are going to expand really when you look at this uh, it is the owners i think that came out on top they get a lot of uh, the money aspect coming their way in this deal. The, the players did get some some benefits for younger players in terms of salaries and whatnot. But really, at the end of the day, I think the owners come out looking really strong on this. What's unique about this deal is the executive committee for the players union voted against it, but the overall players in the union wanted it. So this is not a deal that the union executive wanted this was uh, so there's a, there was a bit of a fraction within uh the, the players themselves but the players want to get out there and play ball part of this is like a lot of the 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 members of the executive committee are scott boris clients who are very well off and so they wanted some very specific things that i think bothered the rank and file of the players union well as you've said the jays are looking pretty darn good this year Exciting. We're going to have them starting on time and playing a full season. Thanks, Dev. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. There's a couple big movies coming out on streaming services today. Let's start with this one. The Atom Project, which is the latest from Ryan Reynolds, a time travel adventure. Do you remember this? I mean, if this is happening to me, it already happened to you, right? Unless it works more like a multiverse where each ripple creates an alternate time. A multiverse. My God, we watch too many movies. So 2050, is it really bad? It's not great. The plot is Ryan Reynolds has to team up with a younger version of himself to save the future. Okay, already a paradox. Time traveling paradox. Like, geez, guys, get with it. Get the rules straight. <laughs> I guess it is a multiverse. I'm sick of the word multiverse, by the way. Holy oh cow. That and meta. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> a couple of words I wish I'd never heard in my life. <laughs> uh, every movie's got a multiverse now. It's stupid. I know, eh? uh, this one doesn't, apparently, but it does look like it borrows very heavily from Star Wars. Back to the Future. Really? The Last Starfighter. Huh. Like, just watching the trailer, Ryan Reynolds is, he's using something that looks a lot like a lightsaber. <laughs> but for legal reasons, we can't call it a lightsaber. Doesn't make the same noise. Hmm. Doesn't go vroom, vroom. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a chase through the woods on what really looks like speeder bikes as well. So, okay. a, a lot of nostalgia in this has a bit of a, a Spielbergish vibe, maybe like a last Starfighter kind of vibe to it. Hmm. Um, and then it's got the, the father's son, the dad's dead too. You know, like in all the Marvel movies, it's always daddy issues that come sure. back to... Like Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Yeah. And uh, it, there may be a couple tears because I have a feeling with the time travel thing, you might get one last chance to say oh, goodbye. Yeah, of course. That always gets me. <laughs> but it's streaming on Netflix, The Atom Project from Ryan Reynolds. 
what else we got streaming? Oh, we're supposed to have family movie night tonight at the Taz household. My son is really excited for the new Disney Pixar film, which is on Disney Plus, Turning Red. Oh, so it comes directly to Disney Plus? It's directly to Disney Plus as of today. Yeah. Hmm. Um, it's, it's based in Toronto, which is cool because you'll be able to see... The CN Tower. Yeah, and apparently they're still calling it the Sky Dome in this movie. I read something. <laughs> really? Instead of the Rogers Center, they're calling well, it the Sky Dome. I think it takes place in the 90s. Oh, that would make sense then. Okay. It's a bit of a period piece hmm. from what I hear. Okay. In more ways than one. Because I believe it's about menstruation. <laughs> what? The film is called Turning Red. Oh, okay. I'm not. I'm not making this up. It's about a young girl who's going through puberty, and she turns into a big red uh, fox or wolf or some some sort of beast, and her some sort of metaphor. Her body is changing. I see, etc. Okay. etc. Et All right, and I believe as well, it's the first Disney Pixar movie to incorporate feminine hygiene products into it. They are mentioned at some point, mm-hmm. and I have no issue with any of that. Uh, I just don't know, are my kids too young to watch this thing? I guess we'll find Probably out tonight. Not. They're kind of experts. <laughs> Seems, I, don't, I don't know what to say about that, but if it's good, it's good. And if it's well done, it's well done. So we'll see. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they'll pick up on the, the adult stuff or the, the themes that, you know, all they're going to see is this young girl turning it into a, into a bear or whatever the hell yeah. it is. What was the other one that was like all the emotions were different characters in the head. I never saw it. But inside out. Inside out. So they do take like mature to, you know, kind of advanced topics that kids don't quite understand. And then, you know. Right. A lot of these kids' movies, you'll go watch them and they'll be double entendres that only the parents get. Oh, yeah. Right yeah, over the totally. kids' heads, right? Uh-huh. So why not put in some themes that are, are valuable for the adolescents, but the kids might miss because they're distracted by the colors and the sky dome. <laughs> yeah, hey. <laughs> Well, hopefully I've got a, a great week coming here, Jim. It's it's the countdown is on to March break with the family out of town. And you're not going with them. And I'm not going with them. <laughs> There's not enough room in the minivan. That's they're, it. They're going with my sister and her kids up to Ottawa to visit some family. And I've got to work next week, so mm-hmm. I'm staying behind. Mm-hmm. You gotta. But I feel like the universe is is messing with me because my daughter got foot and mouth disease last week. And there was a big outbreak at daycares in the area. Mm-hmm. So she got this thing. She needed some cream from the doctor. It's it's all under control now. So that one's taken care of. Okay. But then yesterday evening, my son starts screaming, Oh, my God. What's wrong, buddy? Ah, my ear. He has he had a bad earache. Mm. So all night we were dealing with the earache, and I was like, no, don't let this happen. <laughs> I was so close <laughs> to freedom. I was like, you will go upstairs and you will wash that ear out. <laughs> hundred and you, times. And you will get into the van on Saturday morning, and I will see you next Friday. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully it's going to happen. It'll be nice for everyone to have a break. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, let's be serious. You've been with them for two years. You know, it's been a, a pandemic lockdown. <laughs> yeah. You know, a, a one week well earned for most parents, I would say. Yeah. Uh, what's it about? Something about making the heart grow fonder? Distance? Distance. Sure, makes sure, the sure. Heart grow fonder. Now, and, it, and uh, maybe uh, your wife can go away for the week after, and then you can take all the kids. 
for well, Halloween. Well, I took I took my son to Florida, so she got true. a bit of a break. Yeah, that's true. And my daughter was in daycare that week, so she got a little mummy time. There, I, I feel like you've already had this conversation. <laughs> Check this one out, though. My wife has been on me. We, we've got a backsplash in the kitchen, tile backsplash. Yeah. And it was getting a little funky behind where the sink is because water would kind of uh, roll up against the mm-hmm. the caulking there between brown. between the counter and the backsplash, and she's been asking me to fix it for about four or five months now, and I haven't gotten around to it. Well, I just realized while I was doing the dishes last night, I was like, "Hold on a second, did somebody do the caulking?" And I went and talked to to my wife, and I said. Did you do the caulking in the kitchen? She's like, yeah, I did it when you were gone to Florida. That was four weeks ago. <laughs> oh, I haven't noticed for four weeks. <laughs> so she put new caulking on or cleaned the old one? She peeled all the caulking oh, off and re-caulked it. At and least, you didn't even notice. At least I hope it was her that did it. Otherwise, <laughs> she's got someone coming over and caulking for her. Oh, boy. That's the last thing anyone, you want. I don't need anyone <laughs> caulking for my wife while I'm out of town. <laughs> better better do what she says next time. <laughs> exactly. Right Lesson learned. But it looks great. I was very impressed, honey. Right on. And, and definitely uh, got the message. <laughs> So I think when they're gone next week, I need to get some sort of project done while better they're away. Better fix some trim, bud. <laughs> something. Yeah, I better uh, work on the, the, the leaky basement or something <laughs> like that while she's gone. And now, the winner is... Devin Peacock. I want to see you peacock. You peacock. It's time for sports. Devin Peacock is here, our sports guy, and an exciting weekend in Hamilton, Ontario. You got the Heritage Classic going down outdoors at Tim Hortons Field. Sunday at 4 p.m., it's uh, the Leafs and the Sabres. Leafs are going to be wearing their Toronto Arenas jerseys, which I really like. Uh, the Sabres are going to be wearing their Sabres jerseys. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they're older Sabres jerseys, but the Sabres aren't that old. Uh, they they don't a have a jersey with a B on it? They couldn't just slap a white <laughs> B onto, onto something and... It would have been kind of cool if they went with like a Buffalo Bills hockey jersey or something, maybe just a little bit different. But um, it is a, l- a little hard, I guess, when you have two teams that have a have blue as their main uh, jersey color. Yeah, so guess. one team it did have to be in white. Um, either way, it, the the forecast for Sunday is looking pretty good. The game's going to be at four o'clock. Should be cold on Sunday, and uh, a really good time for the Heritage Classic. Let's hope uh, the Leafs' goaltending is a little better than it was last time the Sabres and the Leafs met. You're so right, though, Dev. Even last night's game, the Leafs are scoring goals. Like, they lost uh, to Arizona 5-4, but they got four goals. Like, the the problem definitely is the goaltending right now. Peter Morazic was brutal in that Jack Campbell is out for a couple weeks with a rib injury, and we saw, like, their emergency goalie from the AHL came up, and he didn't play within his head like he was solid he was really good in overtime the goal that was scored against them was not his fault and the Leafs were down 4-1 they roared back with three goals I thought they were going to win the game so as long as they can just get some decent goaltending with a guy who believes in himself I think they could have a real amount of success in the playoffs the problem is they don't have that right now Back to Tim Hortons Field in the Hammer for Monday. You have the outdoor showcase with the Hamilton Bulldogs. And we got to give the Bulldogs a big shout out today. 
Yeah, the Hamilton Bulldogs have become the first team in the OHL to clinch a playoff spot. Nice. So we have to give uh, kudos to the Sudbury Wolves because they lost, and their loss was what uh, made it possible for the Bulldogs to be able to uh, clinch the playoff spot. I mean, they have just been lights out this year. They are far and away uh, on top of the OHL standings, and they also will be playing outdoors. They play on Monday against Oshawa. Not going to be as cold on Monday, but Hopefully the game will be uh, a good one. Yeah, hopefully the ice stays frozen with plus 10 (laughs) expected Monday. Well, enjoy if you're lucky enough to get tickets to one of those games. Heritage Classic Weekend in Hamilton, Ontario. Want to give a shout out to one of our listeners who called us the other morning. This is kind of a follow-up here. Uh, I was talking about how my new hobby is sitting in the basement by myself watching American Idol auditions and crying. <laughs> a lot of sob stories, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a very emotionally uh, manipulative show, right? <laughs> they give you this is uh, this is my nephew, he he died in a car accident, now I'm going to sing the saddest song ever that I used to rock him to sleep with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how can you not cry watching that? Uh, so I, I was talking about that the other day and we got a call after from a trucker his name was jim mm-hmm. trucker jim trucker jim he said taz i hear you he said the other day i was waiting to drop off a delivery and i, I got down a, a a youtube rabbit hole and started watching american idol auditions and i was crying so hard that i was late dropping off my uh my load <laughs> <laughs> I just do not picture a trucker crying to American Idol in his cab. In his cab. <laughs> He's so sad. He still honks the horn. Just to cover up. I'm not crying. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Reality TV. Here's another uh, one we were talking about. Masked Singer is back this week. There's some speculation that one of the Masked Singers could be James Hetfield from Metallica. Do they have real singers on the mask singer? I thought it was always people you wouldn't expect to sing. Well, that's that's kind of true. They they've had musicians under okay. there though. Like Weird Al was on it, wasn't he? Usually washed up musicians. I don't know if Weird Al was ever a mask singer. Okay. I've never really gotten into the show. But I may have to start watching now cuz Ken Young thinks that Thingamabob, which is one of the characters, the masked singers, <laughs> Is James Hetfield from Metallica? Okay, and let's uh, let's play a little. It's, I don't know if James Hetfield would be singing a Bon Jovi song, but this is this is the voice that Ken thinks might be James from Metallica. I'm not hearing it. You? Not at all. No, because there isn't one. Yeah. 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 And the way you said every day, it sounded like a British guy. Good singer, though. He's all right. I feel like he gets higher than James Hetfield ever does. Other speculation. It could be Chris Jericho. Former He's also uh, in a band, WWE wrestler. Yeah, his band's called Fozzie. Yeah, so we know Chris Jericho can sing. Someone else guessed it's Terrell Owens. That'd be amazing from the NFL. 
That's pretty good. I, I think that Chris Jericho might be a good guess. Another another uh, speculation. It could be John Cena, Peacemaker himself, hmm. because they show a little a little video package before they sing with hints, and there was a bald eagle, much like Eagly from Peacemaker. Yeah, okay, but if Thingamabob is 6'5 and 300 pounds of pure money, like what kind of costume could cover up John Cena? He's tall. <laughs> He's a huge human. Yeah, the arms don't look big enough, I don't, I don't think, to be Cena. Cena's a, T.O. would be big. Cena's more of like a, a cube shape than this guy. This guy, I'm, I'm, I think Jericho. I think it's Jericho. Okay. I don't think it's uh, Hatfield, though. I'd put money on it not being James Hatfield. Mm-hmm. I like the mass singer. I can get through watching it without balling. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think French fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.